0: What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast, we're breaking down UFC 288, it's the big card of the month, and as always, go down, like, and subscribe before you hop into this action. comment your picks and bets of the weekend, I'm Paul, pick and win, I'm Concha, and I'm joined with...
1: You already know, it's your boy, Kev, Waterboy, you feel me, and as you already know, it's your boy, it's Street Fighter Enthusiast, slightly, slightly living his best life, you feel me, and I keep shaking, man, because... I expected this card to be the cringe fest. You got UFC 288, headlined by my dog, Aljamain Sterling, AKA Algemane Vet, via my dog Romeo Mac, motherfucking versus Henry Triple C Cejudo. And it kind of is what I've expected, but at the same time, not. I was expecting a lot more cringy moments. I feel like they've had a lot of conversations outside of like a press conference. Like they just—I literally was on YouTube just typing in DC, and I seen Daniel Cormier pull Daniel Cormier pulled up with um Aljamain to um Henry Cejudo's house.
0: I mean, and they he, just have definitely been talking a lot outside of the actual pressers and stuff.
1: Yeah, like they've been pulling up, so I don't know. I don't know if these dudes don't like each other. Like that's supposed to be fucking me. Yeah, I feel like they—they're gonna—they might hug before the fight. <laughs> but at the same time, they be—you seen the parts where they be beefing?
0: I saw some of them and like their little shit talk to one another where they're going back and forth. And Henry Shooter was just like, What are you going to do? What's your game plan? I already know your game plan. Like, this is in, like over are on FaceTime with each other.
1: I've seen a couple of maybe because I watched the countdown, but I've seen a couple of situations where they had to get like removed because they was like starting on, um, they were rapping and shit. What these so little. I don't, know, I don't know if they're starting to fight really well or. Them boys is going back and forth, but this is gonna be a good one. This is gonna be this this entire card is gonna be a good one.
0: Where do you want to start at? Oh man, I mean, there's so many good fights, even on the prelims. We don't have to talk them, but just a shout out. Phil Halls is on the prelims going up against Ikrim Ali Sirkov. Phil Halls is a dog. People will be he's an underdog, he's just a dog, he'd be knocking shit out. He's fun to watch, and then even um. The women's fight before uh the Marina Rodriguez versus Werner, de gonna be a close one. Both Brazilian, both got black belt BJJ, both pretty fun fighters on the on the way up in in the women's strawweight division. So it's kind of kind of see who who's who's the better of the two on their way up. And then nice. my boy Chaos Williams, big motherfucker, be knocking shit out uh the strongest shit. He's on the uh, prelims going against Rolando Badeo. Chaos Williams is a massive favorite. I like him in this spot. I mean, just add him to all the parlays. And then uh, right the fight before we talk the because we're gonna start with the feature prelim, True Dover versus Matt Frivola. But don't miss Kennedy, Check check Chu versus Devin Clark. Devin Clark's a wrestler. I already sh- Devin Clark. Yeah, like he's he's a notable name that's on resumes in the light heavyweight division. Good wrestler, a good test. And Kennedy, I mean, not a wrestler. He's mainly a striker. But these are two big, strong dudes. And it could it could turn out to be a very fun fight. So, like, that's another one. Like, this whole card starts at the bottom. Don't don't miss it. Early prelims, prelims. His name is all over the place. There's going to be upcoming prospects. It's a fun fight all weekend here.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I fight with this one. This is going to be a great card. Um, What, what fight do we want to get into first?
0: Matt Steen, Roller Free Vola on the featured prelims A13 South Tampa Gracie student himself. Uh Billy Hugh didn't represent too. I mean Edson Barbosa KO'd him, but Steam Matt Steen, Roller he I mean I think he's the best fighter out of South Tampa Gracie so like he's putting the uh, the whole uh, Tampa MMA scene on the map here right now and he's a slight underdog and like, he's just been, I don't want to say steamrolling, but he's been an electric fighter. Uh, He just beat back-to-back first-round knockouts. His, his his loss to Terrence McKinney was a first-round knockout, so you could say three back-to-back, for three for first-round knockouts in a row. But every time uh, he, it is a, a electric, it's fun. And then Drew Daubert went from it's his story almost ending in the UFC kind of thing where he he wasn't he was on a few fights. he was a back to back losing streak it was the Islam it was the Brad Riddell and people were kind of like eh done with him and then he turns it around and gets a fucking first round knockout of Terence McKinney and then gets a third round knockout of Rafael Alves and then gets a second round knockout of Bobby Green in his last fight and he's just kind of neither one are ranked I believe maybe Dauber's ranked fifteen. But this is a fight where both are electric. Both like to stand and bang. Both are very good at standing and banging, and both have seen to have a very solid chin. Other than Frivola getting knocked out, but I think I mean I think Fire at Night right here featured prelim should have been on the main card.
1: So I follow um Frivol um Steamroller on um Instagram on Twitter, and the second this fight's been a he's been posting, posting. He's been showing his workouts. He's been showing he's staying active. He's been showing, he, he showing that he's grinding hard. So like, And he's from Tampa. So you know who I got. But I can't wait to see this fucking fight. Because Drew dober has been explosive for a little second now. Because all those fights were in a row. He's like on a three-fight win streak, isn't he?
0: Yeah, three-fight win streak. All k
1: Crazy. That boy's a problem right now. And this is going to be a good fight. I want to see... Because um, Ripollos just has some good wrestling, doesn't
0: he? Yep. Yeah, he um, averages about two or two and a half t- takedowns a fight. He does have it in his back pocket. He has shown also, like, if you want to stand and bang, like, we, we can do that too. Like, he just seems to be like a Kevin Holland type of fighter where he just wants to get the crowd going if he can.
1: Yeah, I fuck with Bro. And I'm rooting for him. This is going to be a good one. And if, I think this, the crowd, if the crowd comes like they're supposed to, it's going to be crazy high energy, this whole card, because this pre-London is lit itself.
0: 100%. Um, I said it should have been on the main card, but it's kind of hardly put it on the main card. The main card's stacked. But my pick for Friday the night will be this Drew Dauber versus Revola card. I mean, fight. We'll see, man. I'm going to be rocking with too. Cannot not pick my A13 guy. And then the first fight on the pay-per-view card, Kron Gracie, yes, of that Gracie family. 5-1 going up against Charles Jourdain. Jourdain is a minus-180 favorite, whereas Crazy is the plus-155 underdog. Crazy's 5-1 uh, coming off of uh, – he has two fights in UFC, one win, which is over Alec Caceres with a submission, and he then he also got an unanimous decision loss to Cub Swanson, which is a UFC vet, not a bad loss in one of your first fights in UFC, but maybe this is kind of like the fraud check that some people like to call. Charles Jourdain, last time we saw him, it was a a nameless decision lost to Nathaniel Wood. Remember when I was calling him Big Wood? Nate, he laid the wood on my boy Jourdain. And, I mean, he's one of the better prospects in the division. No harm, no foul. But then he lost that decision loss to Shane Burgos before Shane Burgos left for the PFL, who also lost his PFL debut. So there's there's a little grain of salt in, in all those little background of this fight. How do you see this one?
1: Damn, I'm trying to see what's up with that boy Cron Gracie. I mean, I've seen Charles Jordan's name before. I don't really think he really done anything. He made me like a super huge fan. But I want to see what the fuck Cron Gracie got going on.
0: He can't he came over from Ryzen. He got three wins in Ryzen, all <laughs> submissions, uh two rear naked choke, one triangle. <clears throat> Came over here in 2018, went up against another prospect, Alec Casares, and got the submission over him in the second round. 4-0 was looking – or 5-0 and was looking pretty damn good until Cub Swanson gave him his first loss. But that was in 2019. We haven't seen Kron Gracie in the fucking UFC octagon or in, any octagon since 2019. So I do kind of – I got question marks on that. He is still younger. He's 5-1. Oh, he's not younger. He's 34. So, like – I don't know how to really view him. I'm gonna pick him because, I mean, Shane Burgos was able to get Jordan down on the ground, and I think Kron Gracie might find some some ways to get it because I'll never bet against a Gracie.
1: Yeah, I want to see what's up with Burke. He's like 34 though.
0: Yeah, Fast. he's not as young as I thought it was.
1: Mm-hmm. But he averages he averages 0.88 takedowns in five fights. So that means he gonna shoot a little bit. Versus Charles Jordan, who averages
0: 0. .12. Then <laughs> our next fight, neither one of these fighters were on the card to begin with. Both were fill-in fighters for opposite opponents. Bryce Mitchell versus... I can't remember who he was fighting, but the first guy pulled out. Then Mavsar Evalov stepped in. And then Bryce Mitchell, as of today, pulled out of the fight. Now it's Diego Lopez versus Evelov. Evalov's going to be a massive favorite here. I mean, just smash Evalov here. He's a fucking 16-0 Russian killer. He's the truth. I think he would have beat Bryce Mitchell as well. So, like, no need to really talk this fight. I think it's going to be a big mismatch in the octagon. Uh, That's real. Then the women's fight, before we get into the co-main event, is Jessica Andre versus Jan Sanyon. Jessica Andre coming off a bad loss to Aaron Blanchfield, where she kind of got dominated, whereas Zanon is coming off of a, a majority decision win over Mackenzie Dern late last year. I haven't seen her since. Mm-hmm. Also, that was a kind of a, it a, a been, difficult fight.
1: In, in my opinion, it should have been a unanimous decision, but she beat Mackenzie Dern, definitely beat bro. But Jessica Andrade is really trying to set up to have probably one of the most, at least busiest, motherfucking years this year. Like She just fought in February. It's May. She's fighting again. And she
0: fought. She before fought that. January. Yeah, no, she went. She had like a two week where she fought Blanchfield. It was crazy.
1: And I want to say she could pop on some. And then before that, she had like submission. Um, she had one of the submissions of the year with that standing. Um, that standing, not armbar, but whatever it was. Shit was standing, whatever it was. Motherfucking, she's the problem. She's the only. I want to see how she doubles. How she um comes back from this Aaron Blanchfield fight. Because she did get dominated, but I think she can beat the Z- Yon, Zion Zion because even Mackenzie Dern was trying to find figure out something to do against it, even though Mackenzie Dern was just trying to really BJJ her way out of this. But Jessica Andrade is doing this um, cracking your ass. You gonna know, feel it. And as long as the titty don't slip out, it should be straight.
0: And Zion is going to stand up. And Jessica Andre, outside of Blanchfield, who completely, like, took her out of her stand-up game, I don't think anyone else in this division can do that. going I mean, gonna have to show me something if she can, if she's one of these elite fighters in the division. I don't think she is. Um, but we'll see. There's going to be a test. I got Jessica Andre all the way here, though. The co-main event, the Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns Everyone says whoever wins this fight got the right at a title shot at Leon Edwards. Um, if Kobe Covington isn't named, so potential number one contendership fight here. Remember the name Bilou Muhammad, twenty two and three, slight underdog. Is a pickle. He's at plus one hundred odds. Gilbert Burns, twenty two and five, minus one thirty, as of right now. Cap, <laughs> we just imagine the is- person.
1: Nah, So, like, and that was less than a month ago. And he's already doing this shit again. So, respect to Gilbert Burns. Definitely. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm just mad that they didn't just book the fight Kobe versus Bilal. Like, immediately, like, they just, they could have skipped the whole, oh, Kobe. No, they could just booked this fight. And that would have been the number one contendership. And no matter what, after Kamara Woodsman, the winner of that fight, they couldn't do that. They had to make my dog, Gilbert fuck up everybody like he's really been going through all the hitters in the division and he's going to she's showing so like this fight's going to be interesting how do you think Belial but what answers did Belial have to somebody that's versatile and can do everything dangerously and viciously like Gilbert Burns
0: see that's a question I've been asking myself because I want to say Belial may win this fight but I just none of his opponents has had like the complete package like Gilbert Burns like Let's, like his four-fight win streak after the Leon Edwards no contest, Sean Brady. Okay, we know is a wrestler. Belal Muhammad happened to be the better striker of the two and completely pieced them up. Didn't even have to hit the mat. Luke. Luke. I mean, yeah, he has BJJ in his back pocket, but Belial's just gonna like Kobe Covington. You to know, sit on you and grind you out, not really try to overcommit to anything where you can catch him. That's exactly what he did. Wonder Boy, stand-up fighter, took him down. Um, that wrestled him. And then Damian Maya, the same thing how he, he beat Luke. I'm just going to grind you out. I'll strike with you on the feet. Damian Maya is arguably one of the best BJJ Bra He's top two BJJ pressures ever in the UFC. So like, he didn't want to go crazy on the mat with him. So he was kind of smart with how he took him down. So like, that's the only fight where I could see like, okay, he was able to take Maya down and Maya wasn't able to submit him. Of course, there's a way older Damian Maya already about to retire and everything. But Gilbert Burns, I, I would say that's Baleo Muhammad's wave victories. So I would beat Maya. But I just, I don't know. Burns is way more deadly of a striker on the feet. We got to respect his power and everything than what Damian Maya was. So even then, that's a, like not even the fair comp for what Gilbert Burns is. I think this is his first fight where he's really going against somebody who is deadly on both aspects and he's got insane power. Whereas Wonderboy didn't have the same power as Gilbert Burns. Luke doesn't Luke's better. they're more crisp, but they don't have the power of what a Gilbert Burns shot to the jaw is gonna feel like that's that <laughs> fact. that's facts. Cause
1: I don't cause I definitely got like Gilbert Burns, up Brazil. But I just didn't see I feel like the law's no slouch. I just don't think he's ready to beat somebody like Gilbert Burns yet.
0: He's been training with the Habib's uh, and them, at AKA he's with the he's like a, a, a he's trying to make himself a, like another Dagestani warrior, even though he's not from over there. But that's what he's kind of fights like. I I'm not I'm never gonna go up against my boy Gilbert Burns. I'm picking him as well. I'm gonna be betting on him as well. And I but I could definitely see this fight going kind of ugly. Whereas blue Muhammad just sits on him, and Gilbert's okay with being on his back and never catches him in anything. Like then that whole round was a waste because now you just let the Leo sit on you for four minutes. And that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. I'm hoping if Gilbert's on his back, he's gonna actively scramble to get into positions where he can get submission.
1: No, that'd be fire as fuck. And finish this fight. You didn't finish the last one. Finish this motherfucker. If you see it.
0: And then our main event of the night, we got the return of Henry Suhudo 16 and 2. Slight favorite minus one fifteen against the current champion, Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain event himself twenty two and three kind of made everyone that questioned him being champion in twenty twenty two. He definitely ended the year showcasing why he's champion and why you should never question it. With
1: right, why don't you tell motherfucking you the UFC up? They got Sehudo with the belt, Aljamain with no belt.
0: That's kind of insane. That's kind of insane. He got the split decision win over Yon, which he basically took his back for all like three, four rounds. I thought it was a unanimous decision win for him myself. And then the TJ, the one arm TJ Dillashaw or one shoulder TJ Dillashaw that got ragdolled for two and a half rounds before the KO came. So Aljo coming off a great 2022, can he follow it up with an even better 2023 by b- beating arguably one of the best bantamweights ever? triple uh gold medal winner, self proclaimed the one of the greatest ever. So I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna ask you that question, Kev. Okay? This is your guy. These this is your weight class. These are your people right here. Let me know.
1: Say the question one more time.
0: Can he is he gonna have a better twenty twenty three? Is he gonna is he not only is he gonna win this fight or first that's my question first question. Who do you got? Do you think Aljo's gonna come in? he's a slight underdog even though he's champion. How do you think he's winning? You think he's
1: Oh, oh! I'm gonna send you some money. I'm gonna need you to bet at least, uh, least a couple of units on Aljo if he's an underdog. That's crazy. People have really got respect on. I got Aljamain all day, but I didn't know people respecting respected Jose Udo like that. That's insane. We haven't seen Jose I mean, since
0: 20.
1: Aljo, facts, and I'm a firm believer. And there are exceptions to the rule, but I'm a firm believer. You don't get better at something by not doing it. I think he's an awesome coach. I think he does stay in the ring, and he does stay active. But, like, that's just a whole different hat to have on. But I don't even think that's the issue. I think the issue is oh, Al Sterling. I think the fucking the shape that he gets into for these fucking fights, like, is insane. He def- you might be able to call him a weight bully. I didn't say nothing about um Bilal Muhammad, because we know that boy be cut. So, like, you could say he's a weight bully, but really, like, this motherfucker just knows what he's doing. He cuts the right weight, and then he comes ready to fight for these fights.
0: I'm See, this is the hardest fight I've had to pick in a little while. Now I'm, like, really invested. Really? In. Because all the signs point to, like, Aljo. Like, fighters under 170 over the age of 35 or whatever Um, in championship fights are, like, 2 and 20. The only exception is Tyron Woodley. He's both of those two and so it's like the age factor especially in lighter weight classes definitely plays a big role in a lot of fights chins go speed goes but like henry sujudo romeo mac i think said it the, like when he said it i was like damn he might be right he's like like you wouldn't ever question michael phelps versus the best swimmer right now like that's michael fucking phelps that boy did the impossible when he got those like 12 medals in at that one year like no, that was insane. Like, Cejudo is the same thing because no one thought that was one of the biggest upsets in Olympic history and those Beijing Olympics when he upset that Russian, I don't even know who, what his name is, but it was that one Russian wrestler, that weight class that was running shit for a while. And Cejudo comes in and gets the dub and knows us like, holy shit, like the boy was crying. And then he comes in the UFC and he beats the GOAT in what some people were saying, in Mighty Mouse and then he like I mean I, then goes up and then goes to weight class and beats T J Dillashaw after T J Dillashaw was shocking the world and like whooping everybody's ass in the weight class so I'm just like and he was on E P O motherfucker was on steroids and Henry Cejudo it was whooping his ass like <clears throat> I think he might be the he might be the John Jones of little motherfuckers bro and for that reason I'm going over Henry Cejudo like this might <laughs> that it, like it is almost like that simple for me because. Alger's striking is not that good, but people have to be so fearful of him taking you down and taking your back that it allows him to do some striking. I don't think is gonna be that worried, bro. I really think like is he one thing he knows is his back. It's almost like Ryan Garcia's left hook. All you got is taking people's back. And I don't think I think Cejudo, the master coach, game plan finder that he's been for these other fighters so far, he knows that better than anybody. And he I think he's gonna he's gonna wrestle. And he's gonna dominate, not dominate. It's gonna be a good fight, but I, I, I think Cejudo's wrestling, especially the, the, there's different tiers of wrestling. This motherfucker's what a gold medal winner wrestler. He, he's gonna. I think he's gonna be able to counter what Aljo does. Like, okay, you can't shoot a takedown on me because I, I do it. Like I'll reverse it, and now I've got my takedown type shit. Like I, I really like Cejudo here, and Aljo's never been a striker, so I don't see him getting like, like a fucking piecing him up on the feet or something like that so I really I I, everything else like the youth who's been more active who's the bigger guy it goes to Aljo and that's what I was gonna lean into but my boy said like you don't ever question some of these you don't question some people you you don't question when like John Jones returns you don't question if Michael Phelps is returning and I was like damn that might be true for Henry Cejudo
1: Bro, you let Comedian Romeo and Matt don't c- c- corrupt you, man. You see how my light just turned off? Like I did not do that. No, that was that was the world saying, "Hey, hey, hey play the Grammy music for him." Henry, so who is the John Jones?
0: Of little motherfuckers, don't get. If he me comes wrong. back off of this two-year hiatus and just beats the current champ, that made the other champ look like child's playing their last fight. I don't know, bro. I might be the don't.
1: Don't get me wrong. Henry Cejudo is one, probably one of the most accomplished combat athletes I've ever seen. To have just the fact that the first time I ever went on his um page, I was like, yo, does this motherfucker just have two belts? Oh shit, who the fuck is this guy? This guy, and he has a gold medal. Oh, and he has those pictures are so
0: hard with the double belt and the gold medal on. It's like man, there's no other fighter to be able to do that.
1: Facts: He has four state championships. You can only get four. He (laughs) has motherfucking. He has um. He he has um. What's that shit called? He was the youngest. He was the youngest person to ever get um inducted into the U.S. USA Wrestling Hall of Fame. And if you see everybody with that USA Wrestling tat, there's a lot of motherfuckers with USA Wrestling tats, but they're not in the USA Wrestling Hall of Fame. Like, that's a big fucking deal. So, like, he's probably one of the most accomplished athletes I've ever seen all around. And then he conquers whatever sport he goes to. But this is 2023. He looked great against 2020, fucked up Dominique Cruz, and Dominique Cruz is on a tear. But nah. He's a great coach. He corners, he corners a lot of dudes to get great um results. He cornered Figgy when he beat Brandon Moreno to get the belt back. But, nah, Aljamain Sterling is just his pace. The fact that he knows that that Henry Cejudo has to keep up with him. He doesn't have to keep up with Henry. He definitely has to dodge. He does to try not to get hit because Henry is a great striker. But, nah, I don't think Henry's going to look old in this fight. I think so Hudo's Just I mean I think Aljamain Stolz is going to show that he's just him.
0: Oh, no, it's going to be a great fight. I'm I'm going to say let's put a shot on it. Let's put let's put a big drink big a big shot on this fight cuz it's a pick of mods. It's even Steven.
1: I like it, man. I got you on that one.
0: All right. And Catch us live, because we're probably going to be live for this fight. you might Anyone who's listening now, you might have to be there live to see the live shot Kev drinks. I don't care how fucked up either one of us is. Someone's going to have to take a big old, I'm talking about a bigger, a big geezer, all right? No the little baby shots.
1: One of them spillers.
0: Yeah, one of them where you you have to gulp twice. Oh, fuck. Like, really, <laughs> one of those Bro. shots is on the line this weekend. Not only yeah. on the
1: belts. Let me make sure I got some Ciroc. I got some Tito's at the crib. Let me make sure I get some Ciroc for that one. But I like, I'm not gonna need it. I'm gonna just have the Ciroc for um for for celebratory purposes.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, and stay tuned to the page because I may be posting some <laughs> of my bets. I've I have i have been doing all right. I mean I did good last week, did terrible the week before, but I killed it. I was on a spree before that. So hopefully this last week and this week I keep the things going. So I might be placing some bets that I, that anyone wants to tail. But we're going to be there Saturday for the pay-per-view for sure. We might even be there for the prelim fights as well because this card is stacked. It will probably be with comedian Romeo Mack as always. And Bourbon and Bud MMA may be on with us as well. So stay tuned for UFC 288. We gave you your picks. We gave you the breakdown. Go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your picks. Comment your bets. And as always, this has been Paul on one of them, Concha. Kev Waterboy, Savoy, the Street Fighter Enthusiast. Maybe y'all didn't know, but well, now y'all know, motherfuckers.